Welcome to the Chapel Hill Academy podcast, featuring messages from our weekly chapel service. Located in Chanhassen, Minnesota, Chapel Hill Academy offers biblically-based Christian education, junior kindergarten through eighth grade, and holds a passion for Christ and a commitment to provide an education for life. We invite you to learn more about us at chapel-hill.org. All right, uh, I get to introduce our speaker for today. Uh, Ben Confers comes to us from Wooddale. Uh, He works with junior high, middle school ministry at Wooddale. He works alongside uh, Heather Fleece, who will actually be with us next week. And so, um, yeah, maybe you didn't even know him. Um, And so uh, Ben was great because he was willing to uh, adjust and adapt. I think he had a snow day in the past and was willing to uh, fill in a different date for us. And so we're really grateful to have him. And uh, his name is Ben Confirst, and he's missing an I in his name. Yeah, but it's still first. All right, there we go. Give him a hand. Yes. Uh, Good morning. So great to be with you. Um, I would like to know before I get started, is there any other Bens in the room? There's no... There's like the... Oh, where? where? Yes. Full Benjamin? Yes. Thank you. Um, I would love to get a, a greater read of the room. Uh, so here's what I need. <clears throat> I'm going to give an either-or statement. And if you are on the first side of it, then you need to hold up a one. If you're on the second side of it, you need to hold up a two. Uh, so we'll start with the easy one. Uh, would you say that you are, one, a dog person, or two, a cat person? Let's see. Lots of dog people. We're in Minnesota. Okay. Okay, hands down. Would you say, would you say that you're, one, if you had to, would you say that you're, one, a Coke person, or two, a Pepsi person? Or maybe three, you just don't drink pop ever. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, hands down. Third one, uh, would you say you're number one, a summer person, or number two, a winter person? Lots of summers. All right. Wow, surprisingly low amount of winters for everyone who lives in Minnesota. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, yes, here's a good one. Uh, one, if you're a morning person. Two, if you're like a, like a night person, like mornings. Mornings are not my thing. Okay. Oh, a decent amount of morning people. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Okay, hands down. Uh, Nudge your neighbor. Say, glad you're here. If your neighbor looks like they're sleeping, nudge him again. Say, wake up. All right, I will take your attention up here, please. Like Todd said, my name is Ben. I come from uh, Wooddale Church, which if you don't know what Wooddale Church is, it's like the thing that kind of looks like the NASA, like rocket ship thing. The first time I saw it, I literally thought it was a space station, but it's actually a church. Um, I work with the junior hires there, so 7th, 8th, ninth graders uh, at Wooddale, uh, but I'm very happy to be here with you this morning. Uh, let me introduce myself a little bit. Uh, I have a photo of my family. So my family, I'm... I, I'm from Iowa, so I'm not from Minnesota, so nothing here really makes sense to me. It's like just a lot colder. Uh, but this is my family. That's me on the top left. Uh, that's my sister. Her name is Caitlin. Everyone say hi, Caitlin. Uh, this is my brother. He is 14 months older than me, so we're very competitive, very uh, butt heads a lot. Uh, everyone say hi, Brandon. Hi. 
Um, how many of you, quick show of hands, are the middle child in your family? Yes. We understand. We sleep on the hotel floor. We'll never ride shotgun ever. Okay. Um, this is my dog. This is my dog, Manny. Everyone say hi, Manny. No, see, dogs don't understand English, so you have to say hi, Manny, in a way that he would understand. Everyone say hi, Manny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, he feels welcome. Uh, this is my dad. His name is Gary. Everyone say hi, Gary. Uh, this is my mom. Her name is Jill. Everyone say hi, Jill. And this is my wonderful cat, Smokey. Everyone say hi, Smokey. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we're excited this morning. Uh, next, you need to know that I love adventure. I love adrenaline. Uh, so I brought just a short video that, to give you a little brain break, you should watch it. We haven't, not really a brain break because we haven't done anything yet. But, uh, but yeah, check out this video. Uh, many of you, the only thing you noticed from that video is my hairline, so thank you. Um, uh, how many of you, quick show of hands, given the opportunity would go to, to go skydiving, would go skydiving? Nice. 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 Um, there is, in case you didn't know, there is a place that just opened up in Minneapolis called iFly, which is indoor skydiving. It's like a big fan, and it feels like you're outdoor skydiving, but it's actually inside and much safer, and so on and so forth. So if you want to try outdoor skydiving, but don't know how or don't know where, that's where you can go. Um, last thing you need to know about me, uh, I had reached this point in my life. I'm 22 years old as I stand in front of you today. Uh, I had reached this point in my life where I, I didn't really feel like I had accomplished a whole lot. Like I, I graduated college, but I just hadn't done a, a lot of things. Um, and so I set out on a quest. I, I kind of made up my own challenge and made up my own accolade. Uh, but I set out on a quest to eat 1,000 chicken nuggets. Um, so I was successful in that quest. Yes, thank you for your applause. It was a... Uh, it was a feat. That's what you need to know about me. This morning, uh, we're talking about uh, heroic faith or heroes of the faith. Which one is it? Heroic faith. Okay, great. Um, but when you talk about heroic faith, you talk about some heroes um, of the faith. So uh, I want a few of you, raise your hand. Tell me a few of the, the past heroes or the past uh, people that they've talked about in chapel. Yeah, what's the one? Stephen. Okay, great. Who else? Who else have we talked about? Philip, great. Who else? Can you remember? Yes. David and Daniel. Wow, somebody did two. Is that it? Any more? Who else? Give me two more. Well, you can just give me one more, but two more as a group. Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, that was three more. Okay, one more. Gideon. Oh, wow, okay. 
I asked that question because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doubling up. Um, this morning, I want to be talking, or I will be talking about Peter. Uh, so I thought it would be fitting, if we're talking about heroes and heroic faith, um, that I would kind of, uh, I just have three more photos to show you. They're kind of fun. Uh, but three photos uh, of my everyday heroes, heroes that impact my life every day. Uh, so the first one, this is just a picture I found on the internet of a handyman. Uh, I live in an apartment complex. And there's uh, oftentimes things that happen that I don't understand how to fix. Um, toilet overflow is something I don't know how to fix. Uh, Wi-Fi is often things I don't know how to fix. Uh, so I'm very thankful for this everyday hero labeled a handyman. He does things that I can't do and probably does things for you that you don't see or understand either. Uh, second hero that I have uh, is the Chick-fil-A employees, the Chick-fil-A corporation they are truly my everyday heroes. Not because I eat there every day. Maybe. Uh, and my last is, of course, uh, just to be a good son. This is my mother. Uh, she is an everyday hero of mine. This morning, I want to tell you about a, a character in the Bible named Peter. Uh, a few things that you need to know about Peter as we get started. Um, is that Peter was one of the 12 disciples uh, of Jesus. So he, most of you know the disciples. You may not know all of them by name, uh, but Peter was one of the 12 disciples. Uh, by most standards, Peter was a pretty average guy. Uh, there's two things that kind of label him as an average or ordinary guy. First is that he was uneducated. So he didn't go to school. Kind of what uh, Todd was just talking about with the offering. Uh, he didn't have the chance to go to school. There wasn't a lot of school infrastructure way back then. So he was uneducated, never went to school. Uh, second is that he was a fisherman. Uh, fishermen, back then, they were kind of the lowest job in society. They were the most um, unskilled, maybe not unskilled, uh, but the job that required very little education. Uh, and so he spent many of his days out at sea fishing uh, for his community, fishing for his village. Uh, for some of you, I, I don't think uh, being a fisherman all day sounds half bad, uh, but fishermen in this day, like I said, are as ordinary as they come. Uh, later in his life, Peter met Jesus, uh, and long story short, he ended up being one of Jesus' best friends. Uh, Peter, he was overwhelmingly ordinary uh, in a lot of aspects, like I uh, said, but there's a few things that I want to tell you about Peter that I think make him a hero, and then I want to tell you why I think he's a hero or has a heroic faith in my mind, and it may be different than what you think. Uh, Peter, after he met Jesus, after he started a friendship, a relationship with Jesus, he did some extraordinary things. Uh, one of the things that he did was he walked on water, which is an amazing feat that you and I have never done and probably will never do. Uh, Peter healed men. So Peter men and women and children. Peter would go from village to village, uh, and he would heal people. So he had the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, a relationship with Jesus, and so he would use that power to um, help people who couldn't ever walk, walk. So Peter did some extraordinary things in the midst of his ordinariness or his uh, simpleness. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I would love for you to open them to Acts chapter 3 this morning. I love that you have your Bibles, the living, breathing, alive, and well Word of God. Acts chapter 3. You have three options as we, as we dive into this piece of scripture. You can either A, uh, follow along in your Bible. B, 
If you don't have your own Bible, you can follow along in your neighbor's Bible uh, or see, close your eyes and try to soak in the whole story as I read it to you. So those are your three options. Pick one. <laughs> I'm going to read uh, Acts 3, 1 through, what is that, 10? 1 through 10, Acts 3, 1 through 10. Here's what it says. Now Peter and John, Peter's who we're focusing on, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. A man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that was called the beautiful gate, and there he was to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeking out Peter and John, who were about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, which is like a fancy way to say he looked at him. Uh, Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and he said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Verse 6 says, Peter... But Peter said to him, I have no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, wise, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he raised him up. Immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood up and began to walk. He entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Short recap, if that was a lot for you. Peter and John uh, are two guys, they're friends, they're walking into this temple. Uh, every day sitting at this temple, there's this guy who's never been able to walk. Uh, so people pick up this guy and they lay him uh, at, the, at the beautiful gate is what they call it, uh, in hopes that some, he was basically a beggar. So he um, would sit there and wait for somebody to help him. He would sit there and wait for money. He would sit there and wait for um, just about anything that anyone could offer. And so Peter and John are walking into the temple and they stop and, and it says they fix, they fix their gaze on him, which is like, a, I think, like I said, a really dramatic way of just looking at him. Uh, and they looked at him uh, and Peter said, I had no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have I can give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And so this guy looked at them and said, this guy looked at them almost in a way of what can you give to me? And Peter probably checked his pockets and he didn't have any silver, he didn't have any gold, didn't have any money. But he said, he said, I do know something that I have. In the name of Jesus Christ who lives inside of me, I want you to rise up and walk. In my mind, that's a pretty heroic thing to do. That's a pretty powerful thing to do. That's a pretty amazing thing to do if you take a step back and think about it. This guy who's never been able to walk can suddenly walk because Peter said so. Because Jesus was working through Peter and, Jesus, and Peter said, rise up and walk. But what I think is the most important thing that Peter did and what I think the most important thing that Peter will ever do and what I want to leave you with, what I want to teach you this morning uh, is actually not found in any of the verses that I read. But if you skip forward to verse 12, I think this is the most important thing that Peter did and that you and I can learn from. Acts chapter 3 verse 12 says this, And when Peter saw this, he addressed the people. And he said, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us, though by our own power that we made him walk? Peter said, why do you look at me and assume that I did this? This is the most important thing that I think Peter did, more important than, than healing the man, more important than walking on water, more important than anything that Peter could have accomplished. 
I think this is the most important thing that Peter did. I think all too often we get the hero of the story mixed up with the one who has the spotlight. So in this situation, Peter has the spotlight, right? Everyone was amazed at what Peter did. But really, you and I both know that there's so many times when we want the credit, when we take the credit, when we want the glory, but what have we really done? And I think this is something that Peter recognized. He said, by Jesus' power, not mine, by Jesus' power, by Jesus' healing, the man was healed. The man who had never been able to walk before. Peter, Peter is oftentimes the hero of the story, but what I want to point out to you and what, and what I hope we can learn from it is that Peter did an extraordinary thing in the fact that he gave credit to where credit was due. Story break. When I was in uh, seventh grade, I distinctly remember, this is like a girl story, so it's not like a relationship story because it didn't work out necessarily, but this is a girl story. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, uh, so just a few years maybe older than you, maybe some ages uh, you, uh, I, remember, I remember this girl. Her name was Emily Meyer. Uh, she was like a short, shorter girl with blonde hair, short blonde hair, uh, and I was good at math, and Emily was average at math. And so Emily asked if I would help her study for the upcoming, or like the end of semester math test. And so I said, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll help, yeah, sure, I'll help you study. Uh, and so it, we, had, we shared a study all together in math class together, so I think she knew I was good at math, and I think she just wanted something from me. She wanted me to help her with math so she could get a better math grade. But I really liked her, so I was like, I'll help her with math. Uh, I helped her with math. We studied the whole week. We studied the whole week. We get ready for the final or the test. I don't remember if it was final or just a normal test. Uh, she did really well, uh, in fact, better than I did, which is maybe slightly a, a bad part of the story. I was like, maybe I spent too much time helping her and not really helping myself, but I liked her. She, her it was a girl. Um, What's the point of this? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's the point of the story? Um, the point was is we got our test back, and we sat next to each other. And you know how everyone, like, when you get the test back, you, like, you, uh, you don't care what everyone else got, but you actually care a ton what everyone else got, and you start comparing your, your test score to everyone else's test score. Um, so we get the test back, and she did better than I did. And the t she did so well, in fact, I guess, that our math teacher, Mr. Schulte, asked Emily uh, to explain some of the problems like on the whiteboard. So we, when we get our test back, we would uh, correct, we'd walk through to make sure that if we got it wrong, we knew what we did wrong, and so on and so forth. And so she did so well, in fact, that Mr. Schulte, our math teacher, asked Emily to explain a few of the problems on the whiteboard. Which for me, I was like, are you kidding? I, I helped you. And it just felt weird, it felt bad, because she was, seemed to be taking all the credit for what I had done, uh, for all the help that I gave her to study. She never mentioned that I helped her study. Uh, no credit was given to me, no thanks, Ben, was even given. And so I think it hurts sometimes. I think it hurts, it hurt me in that situation when I didn't receive credit for something that I felt like I had done. And I wonder sometimes, if Jesus, if God feels the same way when we often take credits for what he is doing in our lives. I think oftentimes you and I take credit for so many things 
that God deserves the credit for. Just as an example, not to, not to point them out, but all you musicians were, were given your body, were given your talent, were given uh, the headspace, were given the ability to play your musical instruments. And I would maybe guess that more times than not, some musicians, not necessarily you, I'm just an example, we take the credit for something that God gave us. And we say, I did this instead of God did this. So my encouragement, I, I know that's a lot of words, my encouragement, my, my point to leave you with is, is I just want you to think about the things in your life that God deserves some credit for. James 1.17 says, for every good and perfect gift comes from above. That every good and perfect gift in your life, that every good and perfect ability, that every good and perfect action is a gift from God above. And guys, my last point is this. I think, I think sometimes we look at our faith in terms of a milestone rather than a muscle. And here's what I mean by that. We look at the things that we're trying to do better. We look at the, the aspects, the parts of our faith, and we look at them as like a milestone. Meaning that we think that one day we're going to wake up and we, we will just have reached to that point. For, for many of you, your 16th birthday is like a milestone in your life. Literally one day you will wake up and you will be 16. Or you will wake up and you will be 21. And I think sometimes we look at aspects of our faith in the same way. We think we're going to wake up and then we're just going to be that. We're going to wake up and we're going to be good servants. We're going to wake up and we're going to start reading our Bible every day. We're going to wake up and, and today's the day that I'm going to start praying more often. We're going to wake up and, and then I'm just going to be a good servant to other people. When instead, I think we need to start looking at our faith as more like a muscle. Something that we need to wake up and we need to work out every day. That we need to condition to do the right things. That it's a daily struggle to, to develop things in our life. And so I get in part what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking this big mental switch of, of nothing that I'm doing is for my glory. Nothing that I'm doing is because of my power but most of the things that I'm doing, all the things that I'm doing are because of Jesus who lives inside of me. Because of the body that he's given me, because of the opportunity that he's placed in front of my life. And so that big mental switch from it's not me, God, it's not me, but it's you. That's a big switch. But don't look at that switch as a milestone that you'll one day reach. Look at that part as a muscle that you need to work out. So practically, as you're going out today, just start with today. And then tomorrow when you wake up, do it again tomorrow. But for the rest of the today, I, I want you to think about the things that you're accomplishing. So the stuff you're learning in classes. If you're on a sports team or, 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 a, or, or a club or a music club, think about the abilities God has given you. Think about the opportunities. Think about the things that you will accomplish. And then give credit to where credit is due. I, I think if you, if you watch sports, you see this oftentimes with athletes. They get done after a big game, uh, and the first thing they say is, this is for my Savior. This is because of him. This is for his glory. And I think that's so important to recognize. I think that's so important to develop in our lives. My hope, my encouragement is that you continue to develop a spirit of thankfulness and an attitude of gratitude. 
I think God delights in us when we are most thankful for him. God delights the most in us when we are most thankful for him. I think we, I think you and I oftentimes that think that being a hero, having heroic faith, takes so much. It takes so like, I, I could never do these things. I could never be a hero of faith. That's not, that's not really me. I think because of Peter's continued attitude of thankfulness, because of Peter's continue giving credit to where credit is due, I think God willingly used Peter for a lot of the miracles that Peter did. So in your daily life, my, my, my prayer, my hope is that you seek to give credit where credit is due. God is, God is alive and well, and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you and wants to accomplish great things. Not for your glory to make you seem better, not for your glory to make you seem more popular, more lifted up, more successful, but to bring him glory in the end. So starting today, would you try to have, would you develop, start developing the attitude of gratitude, the spirit of thankfulness for what God is doing in your life. And then when you do it a little bit today, wake up tomorrow and do it a little bit tomorrow. And then the next day and then the next day. God is good, amen? Amen. Um, Let me pray for us uh, as you go, I think, into your, what do you call, is it just like small group time? What's after this? Like small group time? Okay. Um, Okay, bow your heads with me. Father God, I thank you for these group of students. God, I thank you for their their listening hearts. And and, um, God, God, I thank you for the simple message. Um, God, my prayer, my hope is that that starting with me and then these students too, God, would they develop, uh, would they want to develop an attitude of gratitude for the things that you're doing in our lives? God, we pray boldly that you would do big things in our hearts. God, that you would do big things in our communities, in our schools, in our sports teams. Not for our glory, not for our success, but God, for your glory, for your success. God, we crave so deeply to be in a relationship with you. You've given us more than we we could have ever imagined. We love you. We thank you every day for sending your son to die on a cross for our sins. We love you. We thank you so very deeply. In your son's name we pray. Amen.